Good afternoon. Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar which meets each week at this time. Today is November 25th, 2019. So we meet together each week to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to therefore aid them in the forming of triangles. And also we meet to create a platform whereby people who are already members of triangles can come together each week in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the triangles network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. So many people today are working in this manner, um, but Triangles has been around for quite some time, since the 1930s. And so the work is, is very well established and there are thousands of people throughout the world who are coming together each week with their two triangles partners and visualizing between themselves a triangle, seeing lighted lines of loving communica communication connecting them. And then they link not only with their triangles, but with all triangles workers throughout the planet. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation, a potent planetary prayer and invocative appeal is sounded and then the energies of light and goodwill are released throughout the network, touching all open hearts and minds who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and therefore it's designed to fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you resonate to this idea of planetary service, and have not yet formed a triangle, you might want to consider doing so. You might want to reach out um, using the chat box here on this webinar, and perhaps through that means you'll find two other people who would agree to form a triangle with you. Or you can also go to our website, triangles.org, where there is a brief questionnaire that you need to simply fill out and will allow you entry into an online portal where you can meet other people from around the world who are also looking for Triangle's partners. And if you do form a Triangle, we would really appreciate it if you would register with us. And there's a link for that also on our homepage. So as we do each week, we're going to begin with a brief visualization followed by the sounding of a mantra. So let's take a moment to visualize ourselves as a group in alignment with all Triangle's workers everywhere. And see the group soul as a vast sphere of lighted purposeful energy. In the center of that group soul, visualize the world teacher, radiating and enlivening all triangles workers everywhere. And see spinning out from this inmost center, shining threads of etheric substance pouring through us, uniting us as one with each other, and then subjectively speaking, radiating this energy out as we've turned the other way, radiating it out throughout all of the world.
radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. After the meditation, we're going to hear from Christina Kosmodaki from Athens, Greece. And she chose as her topic today, pliability and adaptability. And so we look forward to hearing from Christina a little bit later. And then I'm just going to open up with a few thoughts on the same theme. The qualities of pliability and adaptability were highlighted for us in the Alice Bailey teachings as aids for the form nature to be better able to withstand the powerful vibration which the approach of the externalization is having and will increasingly have upon the human kingdom. So as our forms become more adaptable, more pliable, we'll be better able to withstand the impact of the potent energies flooding into the world at these times. And these qualities are distinctive of the very essence of our planetary life, for they are third-ray qualities, adaptability. Um, and this is, we're told, the personality ray of the great life that ensouls our planet. And like all desirable qualities, adaptability in its higher aspects, in its soul nature, are very much um, a soul quality. And if we know how to use it effectively, adaptability and pliability lead to skill in action in the plane of form and the consequent ability to sit more gently in the saddle of life. Children and the young in general have more of this quality, not being so much conditioned by the hardships that are so characteristic of the adult generations today. It's rare indeed to find a crystallized and inflexible child, although there is no short of, of willful children, but that's something different. Why, we might ask, does this quality of adaptability so often fade over time. Children's adaptive natures are the result of the tremendous growth they are experiencing all the time, which keeps them focused on all that is around them. They don't have to be reminded to make all things new, for that is their way of greeting the world. It's all new to them when they're young. For example, watching a child on a New York subway is so interesting. We can often see young children eagerly peering through the dirty windows to watch the other passing trains bouncing around in their seats, full of wonder, swirling around the subway poles, grabbing their parents' hands, wrestling with their siblings, and smiling at strangers who are smiling at them as well. In contrast, the adults are busy staring at their phones or out into space with blank stares or just catching a moment to relax. How do we lose this pliability? 
it would seem to be a product of the loss of the inquisitive spirit and the joy of learning and doing new things. Instead, all too often, adults are often stuck in fears, forebodings, recriminations, in the past, or projecting fearfully into the future and rushing to accomplish that which our personalities are pressuring us to do. Whereas the child is so often free of past and present and focused instead on the intense interest of the present moment. If they are in an environment that offers them that which should be their birthright. The great teacher, the Christ, counseled us to renew ourselves by the renewing of our minds. And it seems we haven't always heeded this advice. For it's said that one of the problems with which this world teacher will be confronted after the reappearance will be the habit of unhappiness that too often characterizes humanity. The human tendency to look back and project forward with all kinds of fears and sadness, while forsaking the present, creates a situation where the joy of that which lies all around is overlooked. The Alice Bailey teachings have a suggestion for cultivating a greater richness within the daily life, for coming more pliable, more observant, more joyous, through the use of a spiritual diary. The Tibetan made the following suggestions. I have asked that the way of release for you, writing to one of the disciples in his group, will come in the writing each day of a diary, which will embody certain releasing forces, which, you can, which will bring you much and eventually carry to your co-disciples something of beauty and of joy. I'm suggesting something which will fill your life with vitality, expression, and make you radiant. Each evening, write your diary from four points of view. Let it be written with real thought and a determination to find something to relate in connection with each point. This will engender in you a constant watchfulness over your daily life, a vital attentiveness to life as it is lived around you, and a reflective daily meditative attitude. So these four points that this student was asked to seek out in his daily life were, what things, attitudes, and words of beauty did I come across today? Note them down and also note your reaction to them when recognized. A sunset, a radiant color, a face or look which brought good remembrance, a paragraph in a book which illumined your mind. Write it all down to share with your fellow disciples. Number two, what act of service did I render which was other than my usual program? What service did I note that other people were rendering? Number three, what color or colors predominated in my life today? Upon the physical plane, a blaze of sunshine, the gray of a rainy day, the blue of the sky, the riot of color in flowers or in a garden or a shop. Upon the astral plane, the rose of affection and friendly feeling, the blue of an inspiring contact, the gold of physical well-being, the interplay of colors which your emotional nature can be trained to recognize. And fourth, what dramas came my way today in my own life or in the life of others? Seek for drama under the dull exterior of a person in the world of daily happenings as you see it functioning around you. See it everywhere. The drama of life as lived by yourself, your environing associates, and also the nations of the world. Invoke, evoke and cultivate the sense of the imminent beauty of drama and note the recognition of it in your diary 
And then he concludes by saying, this diary will reveal to you what you lack. It will train you in the objective and subjective recognition which you so much need. It will lift you out of yourself and will carry to you revelation and joy and an enlarging horizon. Ponder upon the words, beauty, color, service, outer relationships, inner linking. So that's a real formula that is suggested to bring us into the present and see that which lies all around us and within us. So let's work now with our meditation. Let's link in thought as a soul, point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working in this Triangles Meditation Group. We evoke the spiritual will In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network.
lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands at the heart of love, at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which the light, love, and divine purpose from the spiritual hierarchy can flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you, everyone. Now, Christina, um, I'd like to welcome you back again, and so happy to have you with us. Hello, Christina. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. oh. Hello, everyone, then, and everywhere where you are. I'm very happy to be here with you, like every week. And uh, as Kathy mentioned, today is Monday, the 25th of November, a very special date. We have just entered the ninth sign of Sagittarius, the archer, with its arrow pointing up to the last three signs, practically a triangle, consisting of Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. Tomorrow is then the next two to last new moon of the year 2019, the last one in Capricorn, falling within the festival week of the new group of world servers on Boxing Day, just a month away. We are both in a lesser and greater preparation period 
coming from pre, before, and parare, make ready the word, and a word which is worth of pondering, meaning to make something ready for use or consideration, created in advance, pre-planned, to make a substance by a chemical reaction or series of reactions, to make someone ready or able to do or deal with something, to be willing to do something, etc. Since the root word pare, common in words like prepare, repair, despair, and many others, is defined as to carefully cut off the outside or the ends of something, or to make something smaller, to reduce something in size, amount, or number, we should see how this procedure of preparation can consciously and willingly more than forge the group mind, the group art, and the group activity. Living as we do in unique times, characterized as never before by an overall uncertainty and unpredictability, it is quite challenging not just to understand, but also to embrace this common field of experience within the greater plan of evolution. No group, individual, community or nation can refrain from this aspect of crisis, bringing turbulent and rapid changes and the shattering of forms. Letting go of old patterns and mindsets of control widens the mind opens the perspective and elucidates the view. Rather than following the old standards and trends of holding back, being defensive, fearful, and competitive, which belongs to the instinctive life and survival, and to turn instead to commanding, planning, predicting, and managing, we have to learn individually and collectively in our groups how to purpose purposefully slow down, step back, soften our gaze, and listen, remaining silent, in order to be able to function more efficiently as mediators and mere conductors. The Tibetan tell us that up to the present time, the majority of aspirants in the world express the results of little and weak thought, but rapid action and that the goal of student, for students should at this time be rapid, concentrated thought and slow action. And this is really beautifully connected, these words, and synchronized with the focusing of mind in the fiery sign of Sagittarius and in the preparation of our posture and attitude before firing the arrow of insightful vision towards our goal. Another quote, cultivate responsiveness to the great ones, aim at mental expansion and keep learning. Think whenever possible in terms abstract or numerical, and by loving all, work at the plasticity of the astral body. In love of all that breathes comes capacity to vibrate universally, and in that astral astral pliability will come responsiveness to the vibration of the great lord end of the quote it's from treatise white magic inspired by the tibetan's injunction to think whenever possible in terms abstract or numerical we might want to explore further our well-known symbol of the triangle as tria in greek is the number three and triad unfolds from one, two, and three. Yet, by doing this, its previous form in our minds might need to be broken down or deconstructed in order to be reconstructed and vivified anew. Geometrizing means literally the measuring of Earth there. And in this context, we know the triangle as the first complete geometrical shape. A line 
is the extension of the point in one direction until it finds another point. This movement and measurement of space brings forth the two, sides, folds, aspects, etc., and hence duality. Our present solar system is dual, is of love and wisdom. We found ourselves moving back and forth many times, if not lives, reaching from one extreme to another before we realize the nature and the purpose of the pairs of opposites and also the despair and conflict they are producing. This movement may, may be depicted as an expanded line with repeated curves leading down and in and becoming ever narrower, but not before awareness has touched all the way to the extremities, their bottom and limits. <clears throat> Drawn imaginatively these lines, we might see them to our surprise, feeling a triangular shape or space with its apex pointing downwards. Then we realize that on that same pulsating line, similar to string, a center is formed with a middle point of balance resulting from the interplay between the opposites and their ultimate fusion. Paradoxically, it is both a center of poise and a point of tension. It's from there and after having known the depths and the center of our being, that we can draw or be drawn by the vertical upleading magnetic line to the top of the mountain-shaped triangle, its form shaped now through and by the free flow of energy. It may seem that we still find ourselves in an unknown and undefinable space, but it's from that point of uncertainty and tension that the new emerges, as at the center of the triangle this time, the light will burst like the radiant sun or an all-seeing eye, uplifting the whole triangle into a higher dimension. Symbol, the symbol for this is the tetrahedron, which is the first four-faced solid or crystal associated with fire and perpetuating balance and stability. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. You always go deep into the uh, mathematical or geometrical aspect of triangles, which is much appreciated. Um, in your final points, you're talking about the um, the power that comes from the center point within the triangle and comparing this shape to fire. And I can't help but think that because we're now moving into the first time, for the first time ever in planetary history, a time when the three planetary centers, Shambhala, Hierarchy, and Humanity are coming together into a three-way interrelationship, that this inner fire is really um, radiating out. Did you have any thoughts about that? I always think that the equivalent of this higher fire is uh, the spark in our minds. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, the fire that Prometheus gave to humanity, you know, and yeah. it's uh, a new procedure again, a new cycle, and this uh, fire is now starting to burn in our minds. I don't mean individual only, but group mind. Yes. And hearts, of course, also. Yeah. There's that interesting passage in the books where he says that the world teacher comes to bring the fire of love. And I'm sure that's something that's going to be readily apparent during this festival week opportunity for us all. Yeah. Um, I wondered if you might have a few thoughts to share about that fact that you live in Greece and your country has been passing through an extended period of economic, political, and social crisis over the last years. 
have you observed, um, what positive changes have you observed that underlie the outer chaos? Um, changes, for example, in consciousness or within spiritual groups or within the forms of societal structures. Has there, have you noticed an expansion of consciousness as a result of these challenges? Oh, it's a very interesting question and very challenging <laughs> because I cannot uh, now give all the aspects, of course, but uh, how I'm thinking this. And indeed, uh, since uh, 2008 was the date, the year when Greece officially, let's say, started facing uh, always deepening and long-lasting crisis for the next 11 years up to now. And uh, perhaps it proved to be, so to say, a weak link within the framework of the global liberal economy. But this is one aspect, of course. Um, I can really say that its first manifestation of this crisis was a climate of a great uncertainty, what we touched before. And of course, it caused despair, fear and anger among people who couldn't understand where did it come from, like out of the blue, turning everything around and affecting in one or the other way, everyone and all. But uh, also the few that saw it coming were unprepared for this avalanche-like phenomenon, like I might say um, during the Second World War. There, there were people who saw it coming, but uh, it's another thing to be ready to face it and come um, ahead. Yeah. Um, before it, before the crisis, there were some phenomena which were rather characteristic and quite absurd. There were, for instance, parents who signed up their unborn babies for elite schools. Yeah. Wishing to control and manage everything. And of course, austerity was a very, um, a factor, a very important factor that brought for many people poverty and bad quality of living, but also brought gifts for others, the benevolent seeds of simplicity and distinction of what is truly needed in this life. Mm. Um, as uh, many of us know, uh, Greece is given in the book Destiny of the Nations um, as a personality of Capricorn, which implies a high, it's, it's an ancient nation, that's why, and this implies a high degree of crystallization, but also pride. And I might say that we are or have been rather proud for our ancient spiritual heritage than honoring it really. And also came a very strong individuality. Not to forget that um, ego comes from the Greek ego. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a word that we're using many times, of course. And um, people highlighted very much their ego. I mean, this was like a vanity. It's, it's something I can give it to uh, Capricorn, but it is uh, very typical, has been very typical of um, what was shattered um, the crisis. And, and then came, uh, of course, very soon, the first wave of refugees from Syria, Pakistan, Iraq, etc., and landed in our front door. And this wave, I think, helped many people to soften their heart, realizing that their own situation was not so dramatic as they previously thought it to be, that their grandparents were refugees themselves and their parents were working in Germany and Gastarbeiter and elsewhere. But that doesn't mean that also hatred and fear didn't come forth. It was a real clash of civilizations. Mm -hmm. um, 
An well, another positive outcome, I think, that uh, might be seen, uh, I don't know if it can be seen from everywhere, but here it is obvious, is that some progress is uh, coming out, is, is coming because Greece came out of its shell and started relating with other countries. Mm. The idea of independence is still deeply rooted in Greece. We have uh, soon 200 years um, as an independent uh, nation. And especially after four centuries being under occupation and dependent. But now, this is the positive, one can see the first signs of interdependence and interrelations emerging. That's wonderful. I cannot I'm just analyze gonna... it really. Yeah. It's a long discussion with you yes. and whatever. But and there's a number of comments and questions here in the chat box, so we might want to... Oh, I'm not following it for the time. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I have to see it. Yes. Yeah. So can you see the chat box? Yes. Okay. So you might want to uh, address some of those points. Um, we do have transcripts. The first Kathleen asked, asked it's a, listed right above your comment, so you can get the transcripts there. Yeah. So go ahead and read or answer anything you'd like, Christina. Thank you, Isabel. We are hard connected anyway. Uh, there is a, um, a comment from David Trish, I think. Um, yes, this is... Um, highlighting what you said about children, these beautiful words, and yeah, it's, it's very beautiful. And then it's a, a comment on, on, the, on the quote I um, mentioned before in my talk. Um, I have another. I have another question. Um, yes. It's um, in your view. How does the triangles work contribute to these qualities of pliability and adaptability, both within individual lives of triangles workers, but also for the planet as a whole? Um, of course, the the answer is uh, positive. Of course, they contribute, and, but but how is the point? It's um, during the meditation. I had the um, I had a, um, a a picture in my mind, but um, the way of uh, forming triangles is like uh, um, working with uh, beauty, like sculptures and artists. Uh, perhaps reminding me the ancient sculptors of Parthenon and, and things like that. But anyway, like an art, like, and you mentioned after it, colors and everything, like we creating it somehow. So um, it is something that brings harmony, brings out of um, the positive and the negative, neutralizes it, brings how can I say, um, bring things together in relation. Yeah. And it can keep growing and growing. <laughs> sorry, can, sorry. It can keep growing and growing, you know, it's very malleable. Yes, yes. Well, Christina, did you, before we close, do you have any final thoughts or you might want to read one of those quotes or any other final words that you might have to say to the group? Um, I have chosen two quotes, but I now find better to read another one from the latest Triangle Bulletin. Okay. Where it says that there is an art of spiritual compromise which must be learned and which it is difficult to master because it, it negates fanatism, requires a trained 
and intelligent understanding of applied measures and truth, and also negates evasion of responsibility. It involves also a comprehension of the time equation of differing points in evolution, plus experience in the process of discarding the outgrown and unnecessary, no matter how good it may appear to be. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really, it's so wonderful to have you here to share with our coworkers Thank from different. Thank you and all, everybody. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. So let's just end by a moment of silence to link up with all Triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.